Jane Lyon, here to explore all things that are spiritual and queer. Although today's episode, I can't say, is the most spiritually queer topic ever, it is very much a normal, regular, everyday topic. And what might that be? Habits. Habits. And what I'm actually going to say is manifestation habits. Manifestation habits. And 100% the reason I'm making this episode is shout out to Brooklyn, um, one of my dear friends and students who um, just responded to a, a, a picture I posted on my story of like my desk with my to-do list and my post-it notes and like things highlighted and like just in my whiteboards and just the very organized way that I have to run things so that I can stay focused (laughs) because I am an Aries, I am a Vata, I am a creative person and so if I don't stay organized, I, nothing will work. Nothing will work. So Brooklyn was like, I would love to hear more about like your habits and the way you organize things and the way you run work. Um, do you have a podcast on that? And I was like, no, but I could definitely like figure out what it is that I do and, and share that with you guys. Um, and then I got a little bit like embarrassed because I think I, because I'm so like, I'm a pretty spacey person. If you are not on my schedule, I will never remember you. If I do not write something down, I will never remember it. If it's not on my to-do list, it just won't happen. And I know that there are people like, like Bruno will just remember to take the garbages out on on Friday mornings. People just remember things, (laughs) not me. I need there to be a reminder on Friday mornings at what time I need to bring it out. I need like, I, I am, I don't know how people do that. I don't know how people do that. I don't know how people just get things done without having like a meticulous list of what needs to be done. So for all of the people out there who get that and feel me, this episode is for you. Because I I guess my hope is that if you're listening to this, A, I would take notes because this is basically a masterclass I'm going to give you. Um... And I'll probably make this into like a, a ritual, a practice that I will put into one of my programs. Um, I haven't decided which one yet. Probably sunrise, to be honest, because I've got another ritual in there already that will anchor quite well with it. But <sighs> yeah, it, it is funny because I don't want you guys to think I'm like crazy, but maybe you guys are all like this. Maybe everybody's like this. And if you want to know like what I do to run things, this is how I do it. I'm going to share it with you guys. And also I put a question out on my Instagram. And, um, so I got more questions, um, to answer. So I'll go over those at the end, but okay, let's, let's, let's take a breath. Let's all take a breath in. (sighs) Yeah, we're here. We're landing. We're present. Breathing in again. Breathing in again. I can feel, I can feel the chaos, you guys. I feel like I have made episode after episode. I feel like I'm teaching class after class saying, I know the chaos is here, you guys. It's going to end soon. It's going to end soon. And I'm starting to realize maybe it isn't. I'm starting to realize that maybe... We are being asked to adapt to the chaos. It feels like we're being squished again. It feels like everybody is under this pressure right now of like, if you don't change, if you don't seriously open up to the changes that the world is throwing at you, your resistance to the chaos, your unwillingness to let the chaos move you in the way it's pushing you, That's what we're being asked to do right now, or else you're just going to keep feeling squished. And so for me, these past couple of, gosh, however long it's been, weeks, a couple of months now, it's really been about, okay, Jane, 
This is why you have your rituals. This is why you have your systems. This is why you have your habits. And funnily, if that's a word I could use, enough, I picked up Atomic Habits, which was such a beautiful reminder of like why we structure our rituals and our routines in a certain way. And when I'm teaching, especially in my Ayurvedic trainings, like these daily rituals, and I, I think I preach this a lot in Sanctuary too, these daily rituals that we're creating are what lets the body know that we are safe and that we're taken care of. It's that consistency that we needed, that we need. Maybe you didn't grow up with a lot of consistency. And so it's really hard to keep habits. And you're like, why? Because it's not ingrained in you. And so we want to start building towards that. And when we can build towards these routines of something as simple as I eat at the exact same time every day and I go to sleep and I wake up at the exact same time every day, like that's like the easiest first step to grounding. And so much of this podcast is going to be about grounding. But it isn't just grounding because through these habits, we are becoming more enlightened, more aligned, more awakened. And that's essentially what the sanctuary program is for. So if you are loving this, like that's that's the work you're going to want to do because that takes these habits into the manifestations, into the embodiment, into actually living that life. But so much of this is about grounding. And I like to compare it to, you know, if, I ha- if, I ha- if you have a pet or even a child. <laughs> but my dog, for example, he knows what times of day he's going to get food. Like he knows first thing in the morning he's going to get a bowl of food. He knows that by the end of the day he's going to get another bowl of food. He can always count on us to feed him and make sure he has water. Always, consistently. Hopefully same time every day, right? That's how I show him that he is safe and that he is taken care of. Now, if he never knew when I was going to let him outside, if he never knew when he was going to get fed, if he never had enough water, if things were very unsure, maybe one day he gets to eat, the next day he doesn't, maybe one day he gets to play and then three weeks go by and he never gets to play again. Imagine his nervous system. Imagine his trust in me as his owner, as his caretaker. So this is what we're doing to our bodies. Whether it's inconsistent sleeping habits, whether it's, you know, never eating at the same time or consistently, whether it's spending too much time on your phone, whatever these habits are that you find to be negative, we want to create, obviously, positive habits that teach our body to trust in ourselves. And so that's where we start, but today we're going to go from big picture to small picture. Okay, so so are we ready? Do we have our notebooks out? Are we ready to do this? Let's take another breath in. I'm going to take a sip of water. So, yeah, back to the whiteboard. So at the last Spacious Oasis we did last year, I brought my whiteboard so that I could write down, you know, just the things we were doing and and use the whiteboard. And the whiteboard ended up in Perry's car and it stayed there for the entire year. Like I never went and picked up my whiteboard from Perry because I totally forgot about it. And that whiteboard was like my map through 2020 and 2021. It was like, I would sit in front of that whiteboard every day and write my manifestations on it. And then from that whiteboard, break everything down into my schedule. And without that whiteboard, I was joking. I was like, Perry, I succeeded at nothing in the last year because I didn't have this whiteboard. This whiteboard was everything. And obviously I was just kidding. But it was a really interesting thought that had come up. I still succeeded at all the things without the whiteboard. But this whiteboard reminded me of this amazing system that I was still following, but it was like the whiteboard was reminding me of that missing piece. And it's because I'm a very analog person. So maybe you keep all of your notes in your phone, maybe you journal on your laptop, maybe you keep things organized in your own unique way. I don't know. 
But just right now, I have a notebook next to me that is just for to-do lists, work ideas, thoughts, brainstorming. I have another notebook on the other side that's my actual journal. And then I have another notebook uh, over here that is just for when I'm on client calls. I have a journal right behind me here that is just for my moon cycle. So having whiteboards just for my manifestations or just for my brainstorming really, really helps. And so for me, I've got to have these different mediums. And the whiteboard is kind of where my manifestation process begins. So at the new year, especially at this new year while I was in Rio, I made you guys um, a New Year's Eve ritual. Okay, so that's my step one. And it's only available now for Sunrise members. So if you want to become a Sunrise member and you want to get more of these rituals and these meditations and these yoga classes, that's how you do it. It's only 60 bucks a month and I'm going to be building it. Like, oh, don't even get me started on the way I'm going to be building Sunrise this summer. I can't wait. Um, but I'm going to be putting the habits situation, pretty much this podcast in a workshop onto Sunrise as well. So you can do it with me. But you want to start with that New Year's Eve ritual where we're mapping out the whole year and we're setting big dreams for the whole year. I always like to start with looking at the whole year. What do I want 2022 to look like? And actually that video is like one of my most viewed videos. So I know that a ton of you did it, which is great. I'm like, wow, everyone's doing this. So maybe we need more of this. So I'm excited to bring you kind of the next step because again, we take our big bites I'm, I'm going from a big zoom out to zoom in perspective, whereas James Clear in Atomic Habits, I think he would argue me. He would, he, would, he would be like, no, start with your identity. Who do you want to be? But I think that he would understand my process very well, because even reading his book kind of affirmed that this process works for me and I like it. So you've done your whole year-long big dream manifestations. you got to get into the big dream, the big vision, okay? And we, do, we just did this in Sanctuary yesterday. We spent the whole session getting onto our vision. It was so good. That's what we do in our uh, third eye chapter. So you get into your big vision for the year. Then you need to break it up into your monthly rituals, okay? So June 1st is coming up. Okay, so June 1st, not only will I be so in gratitude and abundance when I pay my fat rent and I pay my car payment and I pay all my bills and I'm like, I'm so lucky, I'm so grateful that I have all this money to spend and to give me shelter and to give me cars and to give me all these things that I have. And then I get to go and I have this fresh new month of June. What do I want to manifest this month? And a lot of times it's looking over that year's list of what I wanted to manifest, maybe looking at what I didn't manifest last month that I want to readjust for this month, and then writing all of it down. And the thing with the whiteboard that I like is that it's just, it's so easy to erase if it doesn't feel good. Like, you know, let's start over. I'm going to, like, I want it to, it should feel really good when you're writing down these big manifestations, okay? So just writing them all down. What do you want to do that month? I'm not here to tell you what your manifestations should be. You know, I let's look at um, one of my, uh, let's see, learn to cook four new meals. That's one of the things I wanted to do in May. Download my next offering idea. So I even wanted to manifest an idea coming to me. And it came to me about two days ago. Oh, best feeling ever. So, you know, it's like I'm looking over my, my May 2022 manifestations and I'm, you know, May is almost over and it's really fun to look over it and be like, you did really good. You did really good. And then I can notice what I didn't really do. And that's just going to roll over into the next month and maybe I'll prioritize it more. Or maybe I need to ask myself if it's really an authentic desire. Why didn't it happen? Am I not ready? Is it not something I actually want? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you're listing all of the month's manifestations that you want. Okay. These are essentially goals. These are goals, essentially. Is it a goal to have my next idea for my next offering download? Sure. Just like it's a goal and I want to learn four new recipes to cook. 
So we're looking at our monthly manifestations as our goals. Okay, so this is step two. Step two, we're circling that. Well, I guess step one was New Year's Eve ritual. Step two is breaking it down into monthly goals, monthly manifestations, but we're looking at them as goals, achievable goals, okay? Step three, circle. What version of me has completed these goals? What kind of person just learns to cook four new meals? Like what kind of person gets that idea for the next offering? And so we think about that, like, oh, if I want to cook four new recipes, that means that I'm probably getting groceries a lot. I'm probably someone who is always looking for new recipes. I'm probably in my kitchen cooking every day so that it, I feel more comfortable trying new recipes. She's someone who probably keeps her kitchen super organized and, and has maybe some even some recipe books to flip through to like choose, you know, what kind of person. What kind of person gets the idea for her next offering, right? Someone who goes on her walks, goes on her meditations, someone who just shows up for work, right? Um, but doesn't push it, doesn't try to think of it, but just trusts that it's going to come by allowing openness and spaciousness in their time. So looking over, like for every manifestation you wrote down, I want you to write down a descriptor of what version of you does that? What kind of person? Who do I want to who do I want to be? What kind of person do I need to become to have that be an easy manifestation? So we're writing them down, you know. Something I wrote down, someone who stills her mind and allows the ideas to come through. You know? Um, and so writing all of those down, and this can be a really long list, but this is like this is the type of person, the type of higher self that I need to become to reach these goals, to see these manifestations appear, okay? So that'll feel really good to write all of those things down. And then we have step four. What are the daily habits of these people? What are the daily habits of someone who is trying new recipes every week? She's probably cooking for herself every day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like a, another goal I had was I just moved into a new house. I want to be totally settled in. I want to be totally settled in. So someone who's totally settled into her house is obviously spending time every day organizing it, tidying it looking for a new piece of furniture, thinking about how she wants to change it, you know. Um, but what daily habits would someone who has really settled into her home have? She would take care of her home every day. Every day she would probably spend 10, 20 minutes tidying, cleaning, organizing, making the home feel comfortable. So that's step four. I want you to write down what daily habits or systems will get you there? So a daily habit or system that's going to allow my next idea to land is letting myself have time to do nothing. My idea actually landed when I went to bed. Like I was sleeping and it hit me. It didn't hit me while I was sitting at my desk thinking, thinking, thinking. What's it gonna, what am I going to do? Think. Think of something, okay? So these are, these daily habits and systems can be like intentions, intentions. I want to, I am setting intentions to be like these people. But, so my list, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it has ten habits on it, okay? And I will say that for me at this point, these 10 habits, I, I, I'm, we're, we're doing them. We're, we're doing these. Maybe one of them, cooking daily. Definitely not cooking every day. That's one of my hardest habits that I'm really trying to get on with. Now, if you're looking at your list of habits and you're like, Jane, I don't do any of this. 
Don't freak out. You don't need to do all of it, okay? We are working on becoming that person. We're working on becoming that person, okay? So out of all of these habits you've written down, first of all, as you're looking over this list, does it even feel good? Do we even want to do all of these things? Because again, we have to make sure that the desires, the goals, the manifestations that we're putting out there are actually aligned with us, are actually things we really want. And so if when you're breaking it down into kind of daily habits and systems that will get you there, does it feel good to do those things? Because when I look at my list of things, I'm like, yeah, that's a really fun day. Like that feels good. I can see where I, where I need to, you know, really try harder, but that'll be good. So I look at those habits and then we break it down from the monthly into the weekly with these habits into the weekly. So June 1st, first week of June, what habit on this list would feel the most nourishing to you to do every day? the easiest, the most effortless. For me, it's just daily walks at sunrise. Literally easiest thing. It is not that hard for me to just get up and go on a walk around the neighborhood when I wake up. It is not that hard. 30 minutes, listen to a podcast. That's a habit that I've been trying to just ingrain. And now I just, I wake up and I go and sometimes I'll be on the walk and I'll be like, what am I doing? Why am I on this walk? Like, I don't, I want to be done. I want to go home. Or, or I'll be like, this feels so good. I'm so glad. I'm, why did, why am I on this walk? So that's where I want you to start. Now, if you are looking over this list and you're like, Jane, I already do a lot of these things. That's amazing. Keep doing them. Celebrate that you have habits that are really solid and ingrained so that you can build on them. And maybe there's one more thing like cooking daily or daily walks that you want to stack into your habits now, that you want to knit into your day, piggybacking on whatever you already do. I've, I've been trying to take these supplements, and I'm the worst at taking supplements. But I'm good at going on my morning walk. So if as soon as I get back from my morning walk, and I'm always thirsty, that as soon as I get back, I always want a glass of water, what a great time to just take those supplements with the water. So it's just kind of finding those ways to knit that in. Okay? So these are your weekly intentions. So if it's a Sunday night for me, like or like a June 1st, we're setting the stage. On Sundays, this is what I do. I do my whole grounding ritual, which includes this process of what habits can I do this week that are going to get me closer to the goals that I have for this month and tuning into that and getting really clear on it and from that list of habits and intentions that I have for the week intentions this week I want to drink more water this week I want to check my bank account every day this week I want to make really great content every day those are your intentions right now we make the daily to-do list. And this is where we get down to the nitty gritty. The daily to-do list. Okay? And I have two, I have two daily to-do lists. One of them is a post-it note that says supplements, walk, meditation, um, like check bank account. Um, I don't know what else it says. I'm not looking at it right now. It's at my desk so that when I'm spending a lot of time, I can check and make sure that I've done all those little things, those daily habits that I need to do for me to make sure that I'm well. And those are like daily non-negotiables, daily. That's why it's on a post-it note. It stays in one place where I can see it. It's never changing. Maybe next week I'll change it. Maybe in a couple weeks I'll change it because I wanna add or take something away. But I'm checking in with that daily to make sure that I'm that I'm checking off all of those things. And then I have a separate to-do list on a, on a notebook that is just the things I have to do. Just the things I have to do for work, okay? So I really like to, again, do it on Sunday nights. Sundays I have spent two hours in prayer. I've gotten groceries. 
I have cleaned up my house, watered all my plants, tidied and organized everything, finished laundry, and then I sit down and I do this ritual, my weekly ritual. And I assess all of my habits and my intentions and what are my goals for the month and am I working on these systems that will get me there and what do I need to do this week to get me there. And that's when I can review my to-do list from last week, anything that was left over, anything that I didn't get done, and I can write my to-do list for this next week. Then you've got a long list, right? And you're like, ugh. Break it up into each day. So on this list I have here, and this is the picture I posted, I have blue highlighter. That's for Monday. So then on Monday, when I wake up, and this is the best feeling, you guys, I wake up, I do my morning routine, I walk into my office, and I see on my desk, there are three tasks highlighted. And that is all that I need to get done that day. And as long as I get those three tasks done that day, I'm going to be golden. I'm going to be chill. I'm going to know because I have created this whole fucking system and plan. He says, Jane, those are the only things you need to do today. Everything else, do what feels good to you. And then the next day, I look at the list. And in a different highlighter color, I highlight the next just three things for that day. And this helps me feel so focused on the moment of, okay, Mondays, I don't have clients. Tuesdays, I'll have like three or four or five. And I'll be like, okay, I have all these clients today, but it's okay because in between, these are the only things I need to get done. Because it's highlighted, it's clear, I only focus on what I need to do. Okay. So that's kind of how my how I do my, my daily to-do stuff. And then, um, oh wait, I have questions that are here. Yeah, daily review of all systems, all systems, and creating systems that are going to get you the goal that you want, right? But that's a whole other episode. But these daily to-dos, these daily intentions, these daily habits, they build and build and build into the goals, into the manifestations. Okay, so that's why we started really big and then we zoomed in, 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 in. And then from there, if you want to, you can work your way backwards again and go back out and then zoom back in. This is how I take my big, crazy dream vision of my life and bite it into smaller bits. Where today, I'm like, whoa, I have been visualizing this bungalow in Mill Creek in this bedroom for so long. And now it's here. And now I've got to reset and i got to zoom out. So it was really fun to get my whiteboard back and to, you know, get back on it. Not that I ever stopped, but the whiteboard really represented a lot for me. <laughs> Having that whiteboard right next to my altar every day to just see all my biggest goals and dreams, rewrite them, rewrite them, rewrite them. It's just been, it's really supportive to me. So now I, now that I have gone through that whole process with you, hopefully you don't think I'm crazy. Hopefully you're like, Jane, you're a genius. James Clear's got it coming. Just kidding. James Clear really is a genius. And I think reading his book just like validated me and inspired me a lot that like, I know that I'm doing what I, what I should be doing. And, and, and his book is just really like, it's inspiring. It really is. And it's reminding me that, um, being this meticulous, like people joke about me, like that I have a list for everything. And I do. I have a list for everything. You should see the notes in my phone. Again, I have so many dreams. I have so many ideas. I am not an organized enough person. I had to become an organized enough person. I had to become a person who was organized so that she can hold lots of dreams, so that she can hold lots of money, so that she can hold lots of clients. So many creatives out there, so many healers out there are so in their creative, so in their feminine, so in their flow that they can't actually hold the masculine side of running a business or holding lots of clients. And that just breaks my heart. I had to overcome that. And that's what I'm here to teach, honestly. That's what my one-on-one -on -one mentorship is for. So I want to get into the questions that we have. So let's just take a breath. Let's just take a breath. <sighs> Oh, 
Okay, the first question I got is how do you manage your projects and your to-dos? So in terms of my projects, obviously I, I think I just told you how I manage my to-dos. I write them all down. I have a master list in my notes on my phone that's like very specific things, like a specific deal that I made with some client, right? Or a specific, like, I, it was on my list, like, to sell my car and to buy this different car. Like, the, the bigger things that maybe aren't, I'm not getting to day to day, I have, like, a master list in my phone that I revisit every other week or so just to make sure there's nothing big that I'm missing. But I have, I order these notebooks off of Amazon um, in bulk, and they're just my favorite because I just... I, I have to write things down, you guys. And and something I actually learned is that um, when you write something down to do and then you cross it off, you're actually like building satisfaction and confidence in yourself. You're building like this the satisfaction of completing the task. Kind of like when you have a craving for something and then you get it and you eat it. It's a similar thing, but it's positive, right? Because you're feeling better about yourself because you satisfied that craving. You you kind of gave yourself a vote of confidence. I said I was going to do it and I did it. And so for me to see those highlighted parts scribbled out at the end of the day, it really helps me unplug from work and be like, I did what I was supposed to do today. I'm done. Moving on. And um, that's how I manage my to-do lists, all on paper. And again, if it's not on that list, even if it's like, call your mom, even if it's something super simple, like bring the garbage cans in, take Milo for a walk, write it down so that when you cross it off, you will feel good about that. That's how I manage my to-dos. And also, mm, pro tip, okay? I like to see my day in like 30-minute increments. That's how I run my business. Everything is in 30-minute increments. Old Jane, before I was more organized and time conscious, I would be like, okay, I have a call at 11.30. And at 11, I'd be like already sitting at my computer, probably fussing around with my email, looking at my Instagram, not getting any work done. Like literally killing that 30 minutes waiting to get on the client call because you know, I would get nervous before my client calls. I would need to feel like I'm all settled. Like I have my notebook and I have my water and I have my candle burning and I have everything ready and blah, 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 blah. And now I don't need 30 minutes to prepare for a client call. I don't need to like sit there and get ready. If I have 30 minutes on the clock, I will look at my to-do list and go, okay, what can I get done right now? And it is amazing how much you can get done off of your to-do list in 30 minutes. And so I like to sit down at my desk 30 minutes before my first call to see if I can get maybe everything on my to-do list done because nothing really takes that long. And then between my calls, I can just relax and rest or make TikToks or make reels or post content or do whatever else feels inspiring because I already got the busy work out of the way. So that's another little tip of like, you think that, and, and something I started doing was actually timing how long it took to do something. I used to have the hardest time folding laundry. Like every time I had to do laundry, it felt like folding it and putting away was the hardest task. If you lived with me now, you would think that's hilarious because I love it. First of all, I think it's so soothing. I find it to be so relaxing. But what I started doing is I started timing myself. How long does it really take to fold and put away laundry? You know? Like, how long does it really take to call your insurance broker and get your insurance re-estimated to save money? How long does it really take to call back that guy on the board who just had a question? You know? So what I realized is, oh, I've got 30 minutes. I'm going to see how much I can get done in these 30 minutes. And then um, also, which I, as I'm telling you about this day, I have to tell you that I have an assistant. <laughs> You're probably like, wow, how can you get all your to-dos done in 30 minutes? Because I have an assistant who's slaving, sorry, the slaving is not the right word to use there. <laughs> she is not slaving. She is well-paid. She is happy. 
But she's spending like the busy work. And I shouldn't say slaving because she loves doing this kind of stuff. I don't at all. She does. That's what virtual assistants are here for. That's the best part of them is that they want to do it. Oh my God, you guys. My mic is not plugged in to the computer. Oh my God, you guys. I just realized hasn't been plugged in this whole time. I know I'm not the only podcaster who's done that, so let's hope the first 30 minutes of this is worth something. Oh boy. And now the whole audio is going to change. It's going to be way louder. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, now I've completely lost my train of thought. Where were we? Right, I have an assistant, okay? So, and the funny thing is about having an assistant is that I always saw myself like someday I'm going to, I've always wanted an assistant because there are parts of the work that I have to do that I just don't want to do. And maybe that, maybe, I don't know what that makes me sound like. I don't care. If you don't want to do something, I'm so done living in my parents' reality of life is hard. Sometimes you do things you don't want to do. No, if I don't want to do it, if I don't want to manage my Gmail, I'm not going to. I'm going to hire someone to do it. If I don't want to mow my lawn, I'm not going to. I'm going to hire someone to do it. Money is just money. My pride is not worth that much either. <laughs> Anyways, so for me, I always wanted to hire an assistant because I just, to me, like someone who wanted to be like a boss and work for herself and like have her own business and run her own empire, I knew that I would need an assistant one day and it came way sooner than I thought. I always thought, oh, once I get an assistant, I'll know that I have made it. No, you get an assistant so that you can make it. <laughs> like, Invest getting in an assistant was an investment 100%. Would I rather be keeping the money that I pay her and spending hours and hours and hours a month doing work online that doesn't fulfill me? Not at all. My time is worth so much more than that. And if I can support another person's livelihood and let her do things that she really enjoys doing and let her, like, she gets to feel like she's a part of something really cool and we get to build this, like, that's amazing. So um, I wanted to be super clear that I have an assistant doing tons of work for me all the time. And before, and it was even a process of, like, letting her take over. <laughs> She's been so patient with me over the last, like, I don't know, maybe year that we've been working together of just letting her take things over so that I can, like, I have my weekends now. I used to work all weekend and now I don't, like, now I can really unplug. So really grateful for that. If you're a business owner and you're getting to a point, for me, it was, I am spending so much time with my clients and then after that, I am spending so much time working on my website, working on my back end, researching hashtags, all this bullshit that I shouldn't have to do. It was taking me away from working with my clients. And so that's when it was very clear. Like Mondays would end and my to-do list, I wouldn't have completed everything I needed to get done. That's when I was like, I need an assistant. And then that's when I started circling the things on my to-do list every week that I could definitely hire someone else to do. And now she does them. And my days are so much easier because I'm not nitpicking around my business, okay? So that's more of an entrepreneurial perspective, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you how I manage my projects without telling you that I have an assistant who's helping me manage all of my projects, all of them. Like someday I might even have assistants to manage each project, right? Because you know, one is finessing one and maybe I need another to finesse another project. Um, but another thing that I do about my projects, this is a little insider tip, is that um, like, okay, I have, I'm like, I have this written down. I don't know it off the top of my head because I have to look at it to remember it. But I have it written down. If we can find it, where did I put it? It's my list. 
whoever asked this, I'm assuming that you manage a lot of projects yourself and that each of those projects have a lot of to-dos. So I have a pin board that has post-it notes with just the names of each of my projects on them. So my podcast that you're listening to, my Sunrise membership, my, my meditation circle at White Cloud, Spacious Oasis Retreats, my sanctuary program, um, my assistant is like a project, right? Like making sure that things are going well with her. And then um, Ergen Semtenling, which is the Buddhist temple that I am a board member and secretary of. And I'm managing the studio. So there's a lot of work there too. And then of course, um, my clients, but it's not like, like my clients, I'm it's not like a project I have to keep up on, my one-on-ones. They they have their they have their time each week carved out, and that's when I focus on them. So list all of the projects, all of the responsibilities. I'm responsible for the Buddhist temple. I'm responsible for my assistant. I'm responsible for the sanctuary program. I'm responsible for my sunrise membership. I'm responsible for my podcast. Okay. So these are big things that I have to make sure that I am touching on and loving on and watering. As Sabrina Claudio says, watering your creations. And I love thinking about that. I actually, one time I drew all of my projects as little potted plants and and put that on my board to remember to like water all of my plants and make sure that they're all getting love. So for me, the easiest way to do that is that actually each day of the week is when I touch on those things, is when I just touch on it, okay? So Mondays are for my podcast. On Mondays, you'll notice I post about my podcast. I send out an email about my podcast. Maybe I'll post about, you know, on Mondays, that's all I have to do. That's it. Anything I want to do around my podcast, I focus on. On Tuesdays, Tuesdays are for sunrise. On Tuesdays, I can make content for sunrise. I could post about sunrise. I could check in with my students on sunrise. I'm going to touch that project some way. Okay. On Wednesdays, Wednesdays are all about my community, my local community. So on Wednesdays, I get ready for my meditation circle. I focus on the White Cloud Studio. I touch on Spacious Oasis, my retreats. I check in on anything that needs to go on around there. Again, I'm not spending my whole day doing this. I have clients all day on Wednesdays and I teach. But on my to-do list, I'm touching in. Is there anything that needs to be done on these projects? Thursdays is when I have my sanctuary calls and when I get to focus on any sanctuary content that I need to make. Um, I, I don't because it's already made, but maybe on Thursdays you'll see me posting a teaching about sanctuary or you'll see me talking more about sanctuary on my stories or whatever because Thursdays are for sanctuary, okay? On Fridays, I have meeting with my assistant, so that's when I can focus on all of the tasks and projects that she's doing. I can review them with her, make sure that she's all good. We touch base, okay? And then on Sundays, Sundays I really, I work hard. It's actually like, it's hard for me to like give up any of my day to anybody else because I I work so hard, you guys. (laughs) Like, especially before I started letting Mel, my assistant, take over so much. Like, I was just working so hard all the time, nonstop. And so what I'm telling you now is, like, I have created so many systems so that now I really am only working a couple hours a day, around five or six. I am, I am clocked out. I am done. I am, I'm chilling. Fridays, I do nothing. It's Friday. I just got brunch with my friend. I'm making this podcast. I might send an email later. That's it. I have worked so hard to get to this point in my life, and I still work so hard because I am still a sitting board member of the Buddhist temple and managing the studio that we're running there. And that's a lot of responsibility. I'm in charge of all of the marketing, which is a dream come true, but it's a lot. So on Sundays, after our practices if we don't have a board meeting and even if we do i'm spending a couple hours working on marketing for the buddhist temple making sure everything's in line there so 
if you don't, if you're not a projects person, if you're just a good old nine to five type of person, a way that I would ask you this question is, what do you wish that you were touching on every day? If there were five things that you could do every single day, what would they be? So when I was in a job, not on an entrepreneur, I wanted to play my guitar every day. I wanted to practice my Portuguese every day. I wanted to practice Nondro every day. I wanted to practice yoga every day. And I wanted to read a book every day. Maybe I didn't do those five things every single day, but every day I would touch one of them so that it was a habit. So that every day I was doing at least one thing that I liked to do. If every day, babe, you're waking up, you're going to work, you're coming home, you're watching TV, you're going to bed, when are you doing what you really want to do? When are you doing what you really want to do? Okay, next question says, how do you stay motivated? What inspires you? (laughs) So, how do I not stay motivated, you guys? Like... What motivates me is awakening from the matrix. What motivates me is bringing more peace onto earth. What motivates me is relieving suffering on this planet and starting with myself. How do I stay motivated? Like, I don't, that's like asking me, how do I choose if I want to breathe or not? (laughs) I wake up just so excited to do my work you guys my work is the best part of my day like especially like lately there have been days where my life feels so hard like my personal life feels so challenging and i cannot wait for the clock to strike noon because that's when i start my client calls and i can just be in my business like being inside of my business makes me feel amazing it's orgasmic (laughs) Oh, I just sounded like such a white wellness entrepreneur, but like that's how I, I feel so yummy in my business. So it's really hard not to stay motivated, especially when I get messages every day from people saying that I have helped them. And it's crazy because it feels like on the days when my self-worth is the lowest is when I get the most messages from people saying like, you have no idea how much you helped me today. So what keeps me motivated? What inspires me? You guys. You guys. Like if you guys, if I wasn't changing your life, if I wasn't supporting you in any way, if nobody ever listened to this show, if nobody ever reposted my content, if nobody ever followed me or signed up for a program or came to one of my classes, I wouldn't be doing this work. (laughs) You know, I'd be like, I don't know what I'd be doing. I would have to go find something else to do. So that's just such an interesting question. Like, how do I stay motivated? What inspires me? It's like, you guys you guys do and and showing up as the best leader that i can showing up as the best leader that i can and i believe that bodhisattvas are inherently leaders because i know that everything i do is not just for me i know that everything i do is influencing all of mankind all of humanity it is all rippling out from me so when i choose to be more loving when i choose to be more kind that is rippling out When I choose to harm myself, when I choose to lower my frequency, that is rippling out. And I believe, (laughs) this might be crazy to you, but like I believe that my presence here on this planet is that powerful. And that if I see myself spiraling into apathy or autopilot or just letting life run its course i'm not conscious anymore i'm not consciously creating or expanding or uplifting the planet at all i'm just going through the motions and i hope that all of you who listen to this podcast are not going through the motions you have awakened from the matrix you are here to create a world that no one has seen before and that is what motivates me the other day i was telling my students this I, I only worked three hours. 
I had three calls, I worked three hours, I finished the day, I was laying in my backyard, and I saw like a Stripe account deposit come through with like a lot of money. And I literally felt guilty, you guys, for a second. I thought I only worked for three hours today and all I did was just like get on calls and talk with people and share my heart with them. And I have that much money coming in. And the conditioning of the matrix in which I was raised told me, you don't deserve that. You should work harder. You need to be working harder if you are to deserve that. You should be filling your hours with way more busy work. You should be sacrificing way more. You should be struggling way more. And I let that moment come. I breathed into it and I went, whoa, I am asking, I am being asked to expand into this moment right now and to change that paradigm that no, you can work three hours a day and have those three hours be you simply getting on calls, sharing your heart with people and have that kind of money and more come through and end the day laying in the grass, in the sun, playing with your dog, feeling this happy. You can live this way. That's what motivates me is showing the world you can live this way. I'm living it. I'm not faking it. I am not a fraud. It is real. It's real. Okay? <sighs> you guys, there's so many podcasters out there who will release like a 17-minute episode, 35-minute episode, and I listen to those podcasts and I think, damn, does my audience wish that I would release shorter episodes? Or do you guys love that they're long? Because I love a long episode. I love spending a day like getting the bits and pieces of an episode. So if you like my long episodes, will you message me and tell me that? <laughs> Please. Because there's a voice in my head telling me I really need to wrap it up and get to the point and stop going on these little tangents. But this is how I want my podcast to be, Okay. And I'm here to be free, and that's what motivates me and inspires me. Wow, who knew that question would just bring so much up for me? Okay, what's our next question here? Number one daily habit. <sighs> Number one daily habit. That is such a hard question. Do you want to know what the first thing that comes to mind is? <laughs> Making a to-do list. Or setting an intention. Seriously, like number one daily habit, asking yourself, how do I want to feel today? Or like, what do I need to do today? What do I get to do today? Who do I get to be today? That's it. That's it. Number one daily habit when you wake up in the morning. I don't care if you are a journaler or a typer or a talker in the mirror or a call your mom. Who do I get to be today? Ask yourself that question. That's my number one habit. Who do I get to be today? Because this morning, the second I woke up, first of all, I realized that I woke up without being woken up by my partner leaving, which was great. I was like, wow, I slept through that. That was my first thought, happy. Second thought, I get to go to brunch with my best friend. I get to make a podcast today. I get to have the best Friday. And I love that I woke up thinking that and feeling that way. Of course, I'm a meditation teacher, so like your number one daily habit should be sitting down and giving yourself five minutes to center. But if that means sitting down and writing down how you want to feel, if that means sitting down and writing what you need to do, if that means sitting down and just spending five minutes breathing, number one daily habit is to just ground in some way, in some way. And I'm feeling a podcast coming on solely about grounding rituals. I preach this like crazy in sanctuary and one of my clients had just like such a great breakthrough with her grounding ritual that I'm like, do we need to talk more about grounding rituals? If you want, I can make a part two to this episode and we can go into it. But for whoever asked me that, what is your number one daily habit? I would like to ask you, what is the number one thing that you wish you would do every single day? Because that is mastery. That is mastery. This idea that we have to do something every day. Okay, if you guys look at the actual every single day what I do, you're going to see take your supplements, drink water, check your bank account, um, like 
Remember to oil your feet before bed, which I never do. (laughs) Do your skincare routine. Like, simple things. If you choose to do something every single day, it's because you are wanting to master it, not because you think you should do it every single day. Maybe there's things you just do once a week. A lot of the things that people might think I do everything every day, I just do on Sundays. I just do it on Sundays. I don't want to shove my day with all these things that I have to do. What is the one thing that you would do every day, that you wish you would do every day? Do it. Whatever that is. And then from that one daily habit, like for me, wake up, go outside, go for a long walk. Then I build on that habit. When I get up, I drink my water, I take my supplements, I sit down on the patio, I do my meditation. Then I build from there, right? So I like that you asked for number one daily habit because I think that if you can have one daily habit that you are consciously committed to, that you are going to stay with for years and years and years, you can build on that very easily. Okay, and the last question was, tips on staying consistent, meditating, journaling, healing, etc. Again, this is something my teacher told me at the beginning. He said, if you want to awaken, if you want to have an awakening, if you want to change and truly heal, You have to wake up every single day making that choice. That today I will be more loving and more kind and more compassionate towards myself and others than I was yesterday. Today I will be more awakened version of myself. Today I will do the things that the person I am becoming does just by habit, just by default. Today I will become more of the person that I am meant to be, the true person that I am on side. My soul's highest expression will shine. So tips on staying consistent, meditating, journaling, healing, etc. First of all, you don't have to stay consistent on your healing. And this is something that, babes, I, I wish I didn't have to hear it anymore. I'll keep hearing it. It's fine. But I hear so much, especially in sanctuary. Oh, the past two weeks, I have really, I've really been backsliding. I'm really off the wagon. I really wasn't doing my work. And I'm like, so what have you been doing for the past two weeks? Did you stop existing? Did you stop breathing? Did you stop drinking water? Did you stop feeding yourself? Did you stop going outside? And they're like, no. Then what in the world makes you think that you stopped doing the work? That you stopped healing? Well, I didn't journal, so? Well, I didn't really look at the content, so? If you do Sanctuary with me, if you do any of my programs, and all you do is show up for the calls, you will still get your breakthroughs. If all you did was show up for the calls and you didn't do any of the homework, things will still change because your subconscious brain is always wanting to heal. Once we decide I'm going to heal, once we awaken from the matrix, there is no turning back, baby. You can't go back to sleep. You can't. You may have old habits come up. You may go back to old addictions but you will be so conscious of what you're doing, you will not be able to go back to sleep. So this idea of staying consistent on your healing is just waking up every day and saying, I'm going to keep healing. It doesn't mean you have to take any action towards it. We are not here to force our healing. We're not here to rush our healing. Now, tips on staying consistent meditating. Do you want to be a a consistent meditator? Is that important to you? What kind of meditator do you want to be? Create a habit around that. I've been listening to just every day sitting down and listening to this beautiful audio by Ram Dass and then staying there and just watching the trees and the flowers and just giving myself that time. That's how I want my meditation to look. And then on Sundays, I go hard. I go two hours. I go into my really deep rituals and prayers consistent journaling what is what kind of journaler do you want to be maybe just on sundays you want to journal you don't have to journal every day maybe you just reach for your journal when you feel like you need to nobody is telling you that you have to do all of these things so i want you to decide for you what's consistent for you consistent is just consistent it's 
the first of the month I write down what I'm grateful for. Or every Sunday I go through Jane's habits ritual on sunrise. This idea, the last thing I want you to come away from this podcast thinking is that you have to do something every single day for it to matter. What does consistency mean to you and what is the bare minimum that you can ask of yourself? Literally right now, the bare minimum I'm asking of myself is getting out of bed and going on a walk. Because after I do that, everything else just falls into place. If I don't do that, Things don't align quite right, and I feel a little weird. So you get to figure it out. And the way that I love how James Clear starts his book, what are your habits? Write them all down. From the minute you wake up until you go to bed, what do you do? What are your habits? How do you feel about them? What ones are good? What ones are so-called bad? And what do you wish it looked like? Okay, so I think I've said enough. I think I've said enough. Okay, so let's all just take a nice deep breath in. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. And I am really excited to share with you what is coming up on Sunrise. Um, I have a big yoga challenge coming up, you guys. So... If you want to get into habits, if you want to get into asana, breathwork, meditation, keep your eyes open because I'm going to host a big yoga challenge in July. I'm super excited about it. I don't want to talk any more about it until it's all completely landed and prepared to be shared. But um, yeah, and if you're wanting more of this, let me know. I make my content for you guys. My motivation is you guys. You guys are what inspire me. You guys are what keep me going. So let me know how this landed for you. Let me know your takeaways. What habits are you working on? I would love to hear it. Please share this podcast with anybody who you think would benefit from it. Sharing is caring. Give me a review. I don't even know if I have any reviews. Do you want to be the first to give me a review? I'll think of a really amazing prize to give you. If you are the first one to give me a review, screenshot it, send it my way, okay? And uh, post it to your story. Share it with people. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode because I might think that these ways that I run my habits are crazy, but they may really help somebody get organized because when you have a really creative brain like me and you have a lot of big dreams and it's really, really hard for you to focus because I just want to play all day, um, these systems is what keeps me in check. So if you need more help on this, Apply to work with me one-on-one and we will create some serious structures for you and your business and your life and your home and your relationships so that you can feel as fucking good and chill every day as I do and feel secure, financially protected, feel like you know where your business is going, feel like you're living your purpose, like... It's like no matter what shitty things happen in my life, no matter what stress I'm faced with, the knowledge that I'm living in my full-ass purpose, full-ass time, full-time, and that I'm being really well taken care of by making that choice, it just makes the rest of life not feel so scary. It really does. Okay. Well, I want you to remember that you are so loved. And I want you to remember that you have an infinite well of love inside of your heart and that you have so much love to give and share with others and that how good or bad your habits are doesn't make you what's lovable or worthy, but you just are and you just being is what makes you lovable and worthy. And I love you so much and I hope you enjoy this episode. See you next time. Bye-bye.